Hello and welcome back to episode 7 of Hosts at Home. In this episode we're going to be talking about life insurance. We're going to be talking about weather and maintenance costs. Obviously we'll be touching on the ongoing HMO refurb we've got going on. And we've got our best, pest and topic of the week which is setting up your clean team. Hey I'm Laura. And this is Ed. Give us a ring if you're looking for a bed. I started putting properties on Airbnb and now I've left my job because I'm earning bare pee. Location, location, I see E and C. Started with none, now we got 50. Pick up the keys and off we go. After we set up, looks like a grand design show. If you're looking to become a property master, then give us a like and download the podcaster. Let's look at this four bed. Can we make it a six? Call up the broker, get our DIP fixed. We're scaling up quick, our portfolio. SA units and now HMOs. You won't get planted. Yeah, that's what they said. We are your hosts, Laura Dad. Yeah, nice. Okay, so jumping straight into it, uh, first topic, life insurance. Um, Something that we've heard quite often echoed and not pushed on us, but advised, haven't we? Yeah. Um, And Laura, for some reason, really randomly just sent me a text saying, life insurance this week. (laughs) And I was like, to be fair, that was on my radar. Yeah, okay, life insurance. No, no, nothing other than life insurance, but I knew exactly what you meant. It's like, (laughs) go and sort it and do something. So um, I spoke to our broker and had a really good conversation and um, it's probably really important to also relay the benefits to anyone listening, guys, especially if you're of a younger audience. I think you can reap the rewards of um, locking in a lower premium now, uh, which doesn't like scale up as you get older because you lock in the premium of the price now. Uh, Obviously, well, for example, the one that I've been looking at is life insurance for 35 years, so up to um, up to like my 60, up to when we retire, yeah. like pension age, 65, and it's quite an affordable cost for the level of cover that I want, um, and I'm really happy with just, I guess, knowing that that safety net is there, should anything obviously horrible happen um, for you, my family, bearing in mind we've got big plans with a lot of moving parts going on. I, I'm I'm happy that that level of cover is there for that much as well. And yeah, I think other people should be as well. And obviously we're looking to do it for you, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Did you want to put this on the podcast just in case anything happens? You've now put it out there that you've got life insurance. <laughs> should one of us mysteriously go disappearing in the next month? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because we, we spoke about it and I said, yeah, yes. no, there's, there's stories of Scary, people who try and cash in on their life insurance, isn't there? Um, you know, the bloke goes missing and then they run off to a third world co- country with all the cash. But yeah, no, I think it, I think it's really cool. Something that everyone should look at. Go get a quote from you from a broker, or you could probably do it online and whatnot. But uh, it's interesting because he said we could look at it in two ways. You could either assign a budget per month that you want to give to it, or you can or you can reverse engineer it from a level of cover that you want. Um, and I was like, okay, well, how much is like. I said, run two quotes, how much is 500k insurance, how much is a mil. Maybe I shouldn't disclose figures because that might get me killed, but... (laughs) 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 A mil? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so you should do it, guys. Um, You know, whether you're old or uh, young or not, sorry, uh, I think it'd be good to have some sort of cover in place. And, yeah, I'm 
I'm quite, I'm not risk averse at all, but I am much happy and comfortable knowing that we are going to have that little bit of a safety net Barrier. should the, you know, should anything happen. Touch wood, of course. Yeah. Okay. Something else that's been quite prevalent this week is um, maintenance costs with all the weather. So obviously we've had um, our first lot of snow, our first kind of proper icy mornings. I've been defrosting my car. I haven't because I've got a new car now. I don't have to defrost it. With the app. <laughs> boom, boom. No, I haven't got the app yet. You need to help me do that today. Uh, okay. Um, and yeah, that's just interestingly, like you've seen a real increase in maintenance, haven't you, on properties resulting in this? So I don't know if you want to give some examples or talk about some of the stuff you've. Yeah, massively, with. massively. And um, it, it, is, it is due to the weather. Obviously, not only does the. The, the, the rain take its toll on the physical exterior of the building, so um, I think leaks start to become a, a lot an issue. Um, we haven't really had it this year, but damp starts damp, to come through, say, yeah. to be yeah. fair. Um, and obviously because it's colder, the demand and the stress on heating, um, heating systems and, mm. and boilers is, you know, a lot more significant... Um, and then even just the little call-outs of Gus not known. So particularly with Rodney Apartments, you know, when we have... When we've got long-term guests, they might ask us once, how do we utilise the... How do we... Heating, heating systems, yeah, yeah, say. Even the, even the most simple of systems. Sometimes guests don't know, um, which is fine. But like with Rodney Apartments, where we've got people in and out, in and out, in and out, this is the... This is the real one of the negative things that I hate about having so many, so many, such a massive churn high over of check-ins, is you have to educate people, often or answer questions at least, quite often where you've already done it once and they're yeah. there for six months. You don't need to, don't need to bother them again, or they don't need to bother you. Um, so even if it's just things like how, how do we utilise the heating, the yeah, the system, how do we turn it up, mm. etc., or some guests, literally even despite the manuals and everything being there, and us telling them they're like. It's not working. And then I, if I'm down in Somerset, like working on a HMO refurb, I don't really have the time to jump on FaceTime or troubleshoot. So I pretty much just instruct, um, instruct one of our, you know, maintenance guys to, to go out. And that, that is a cost. And yeah. a, a, there's a lot of that coming up and uh, pretty, yeah. I, you know, I, I run our cost reports and for last month it was significant. And I think that trend is, Continued into the, the first week of this week, to be fair. Still, still yeah. quite a lot of call outs. It's useful um, for me. I'm going to put that as one of my jobs when I start with you in the new year. What's like that? whether we do some manuals that we like stick in the houses and stick next to the remotes, or I don't know, just little things that you can make it easier for the guests yeah. to streamline. I know, like, maybe some videos and stuff would yeah, be good. Yeah, it sounds silly, but it's it there then, isn't it? So, yeah. and in fact, like you said, if that saves you a hundred quid for a maintenance call out, then it's worth spending half a day doing some manuals. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I do agree with that. I do agree. Okay. So how is how's the HMO going? Yeah, so really interesting. I think on the face of it, we're still moving with speed, but they did uh they did they suggested to me that it, it should be nine weeks and because they're doing day and a halves. They reduce it by thirty three percent, so they estimated a six week completion time. Which, in my head, these are fairly experienced builders, you know what I mean. In my head, I was like, no chance, not a chance is this getting done before Christmas. Like, it's pretty insane. Um, so by that metric, we're incredibly, incredibly behind schedule. 
Um, I still think on the face of it, we're moving quite good. But in terms of the schedule that they set and suggested, we're really behind. And my biggest concern is if they've budgeted day rates on a quote to me based on a six-week programme, and it's going to end up taking, I reckon, I do think double that, Mm. um, then are they going to be expecting me to fork out extra costs come the end of the six-week programme? And, you know, we've got Christmas to navigate through as well. Um, So there are some... I I am concerned, uh, that being a risk, unfortunately, and obviously it's not never going to be playing sailing. But that being said, there's also been some tricky changes that we're having to implement almost along the way. So these fire lobbies are causing a real, real issue. Um, I guess the the spec that I want to do it to is is changing a little bit. So it's not helping them, but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely gone a bit slower, and I'm starting to see where soon bigger issues might might come to fruition essentially um and they also had to sack a guy which to me was clear as day that needed to happen um fortunately a really nice guy don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but certainly not a skilled trade tradesman certainly not skilled tradesman um and they said it themselves he was really holding them back and i almost because i'm on site i you know, three, four days a week, I didn't want to have to instigate or suggest anything because for me, this is their build team, this is their build, they can manage it themselves. I promised them I wouldn't get involved in that capacity and that level, but it is also in the back of my mind, like... It's your money, isn't it? It's my money, like, I don't think they're allocating my funds very well, essentially, and whether they want to take that out of their own hit in terms of the quote and the price that were given, then fine. But if they're going to start jumping costs up on top, then I'm going to have to say, well, you haven't allocated my funds mm. very well at all, which mm. which which put me in a really hard position. I expressed my concerns to you, didn't I? And you were like, you need to um, you need to say something. But I did I do I did find it hard um, as to how to say it, the right way to say it. Um, but obviously they 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 thought the same as well, and I came back this last week, and they said he's gone, he won't be back. You're um, too nice. He'd have been a godder with me straight away. Yeah, but it's tricky. Like yeah, I think you next, said you don't. I'm want already to be involved you know, in that. Already moving forward, you know, just in terms of how we manage payments, I'm 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 going to ensure that I'm never put myself in this situation again. You know, straight away, things need to be clear as day. Very well defined, clear cut. Um, there's issues on my part. There's issues on their part. And it's not to say it's the end of the world. I still think the job should hopefully touch wood go swimmingly, but there are concerns cropping up for me, for sure. Mm. Um, learning curves there as well. Yeah, man. It's money. It's not like oh well, it's a learning curve. Like it's money at the end of the day, but yeah, it's all just so good for you to see and learn and be able to see where there's problems already and where you can make improvements for next time, yeah, isn't it? exactly. That's the right way to look at it. That's the right way to look at it. I'm still hopeful, still really excited. Um, thankfully, I do think we've got so much play within the project, the property, so much cushion, so much margin that there is room for these, I guess, additional costs, maybe errors, etc. But um, 
like you said, all learning curve and I'm yeah. still and because you're buying a lot of materials, it's been really cool watching you like research and you were looking at the insulation, was it, or the soundboard in the other day? Yeah, this is to find quotes and prices. Well, and I've changed, yeah, so I don't think the architect was great either. I don't, I'm not sure what he was, I guess he's not going to be driven by obtaining or finding the, the most cost-efficient price for me to install, set up certain systems when it comes to fireproofing, soundproofing and insulating. So I've kind of had to learn the regs off my own back, obtain systems that will meet the regs that are also easy for us to install and cheap and cost-effective, etc., etc. So that learning has been incredible for me, and I love that bit, you know, being able to not challenge in a rude way, but um, come with a new system and ask, you know, is this suitable? And then they'll be like, yeah, that's suitable. I'm like, right, well, that's going to save me 10 grand, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> particularly with the soundproofing and uh, fireproofing between between ceilings and bedrooms, you know. That was a massive saving there. So, yeah, it's all cool. It's exciting. Learning loads. Learning loads. Especially around this building regs and building control side of things. Um, it's cool. I like it. Yay. <laughs> so I was going to do a little plug again. If you're enjoying listening to our podcast and finding it useful, um, just a reminder, we are doing an essay day with Ed J in the new year, which is going to be everything Airbnb and shortlets. Um, we're doing it on the 25th of February and it's a full day. Um, tickets are available on Eventbrite and we'll pop a link on our post. And um, We've got a £200 discount as well at the moment if you're looking for a Christmas present, maybe to ask for, or if you're looking for one for somebody. I think there's a bigger discount for the podcast listeners. Ooh. I did a podcast 50 code. Okay. That's a £300 discount. Well, I'll make sure we post that on the Yeah, for sure. But yeah, guys, it should be... It should an extra be... hundred quid there, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know. And then also, if you bring, if you want to bring a plus one, a partner... Um, it's I, a reduced cost for that as well. It's massively reduced. I think you might like it £100 more. So therefore... I think you can get two tickets for four hundred pound, basically. So two hundred pound ahead, which for me, obviously, I'm extremely biased. Um, I think that's mad value based on what I've paid for elsewhere yeah. and what, what we plan to deliver and what I know elsewhere are delivering as well. I don't want to push it um, too much and become really, you know, I almost don't want to tarnish myself. Ah, that sounds so horrible, but just jump, drop into that influencer trainer position um, where a lot of people sell shite and end up talking shite as well um i just want to say it deliver extreme value and hopefully really be able to implement and change people's lives we've got some people coming who i'm really excited to help work with on that front and uh, and yeah i do just want to give absolute value and we've been through everything to do with sa really you know over 50 deals yeah, so I'm sure it, you'd save your costs on the ticket on learning what to do and well, what, wouldn't you? That's what we want to do, talk say, about, yeah, for sure. talk about <laughs> money savers and stuff, so for sure, for sure. Okay, so rolling on, best of the week. Um, so we've been looking into pensions, haven't we? Look, we're very organised this week, life insurance, pensions, <laughs> a bit morbid, thinking of the end. Future-proofing. Um, but yeah, you're, this is really exciting for us, something um, we heard about on a training day, didn't we actually? Again, very useful to go to training and educational days, you get tips like this. Um, something we followed up and is really, really cool that we want to tell you about. Yeah, SAS pensions, man. Guys, honestly, just you need to know about them. You need to know about them. What an incredible, incredible tool. 
I would border, I'd say borderline loophole, right? Yeah. Um, and all, all they are is, God, you'd have to forgive me, this is a James explanation here, is they're essentially a, a pension which you are in full control of, uh, therefore you can tax efficiently, um, what's it called, submit funds to your pension? What's yeah. it called? You can move funds, move from, your, funds from your business to your pension, allocate funds to your pension, um, very tax efficiently, obviously pre-tax, reduces your corp tax, etc. in your businesses. And with that money in a SAS pension, you can either loan it back to yourself in your business, which can then utilise the funds, obviously, um, or you can invest directly into commercial uh, premises. So you can start to do commercial conversions, but there is a lot of... I don't think grey areas, but there's a lot more flexibility around what you can do and what that means. Um, for example, I've heard of people, oh, yeah, like, basically, you, basically, there's ways to get around and do residential stuff as well. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because... Yeah, we're not financial advisors. Exactly. It's just something we've started looking into that we're now starting yeah, to tell people. Incredibly. You need to look into this as well. Yeah. And, like, it's not going to be massively beneficial for us instantly, um, there's quite there's a little bit of paperwork involved in getting it set up, and then, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know it's going to take a while for us to to build a substantial amount of funds in there anyway, but it's definitely a tool that people should be utilising, moving forward and be aware of and just set it up now, because you know we're here for the long game. That's what I always yeah. like to say. We're here for the long game and. Tools like this. Well, it's just being smart with your money, isn't it? Exactly that. So many people don't know what's out there. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And that being said, if anyone does want to get involved, um, I simply have got a, a guy who's really, really helpful. Um, he's open to just jumping on a free, no obligation, yeah, one, one hour call, which is what we did. He'll explain the benefits, what what that might mean for you personally, etc., etc. It's It's really something people should look into. So if you want... Um, his contact details from me, then please do get in touch. Obviously, on my Instagram is probably easiest at EdJ Property. Um, but yeah, something you guys should really be considering to be honest with you. Very powerful. So that was our best of the week. Something yep. cool to look forward to, and something really exciting for the future for us. Um, our best of the week. <laughs> this is quite funny. I'd wrote this down ages ago when it happened, and you were like, "Oh yeah," when I just said what it was. Um, so we've got two properties that are next to each other um, and we had some guests that somehow managed to check into the wrong property. Yeah. And um, the properties are quite different, aren't they? And um, the one's like a nice little annex. Um, it's yeah. got a nice kitchen bedroom, one bedroom upstairs and the one opposite is like a nice massive three bed. It's a four bed, yeah. So we got a call from the cleaners. They went to clean the house and they were like, people are still in it, aren't they? And we were like, what? Um but we're not really sure do, how I think how they even did it, are we? Yeah. I don't the know. Door open. I, it, it must have been. And they've just gone into the wrong building. Yeah, because they because they are of the same address. These two properties really. You've got one and one A. Um, they're meant to be going into one A, which is like you said, the one bed one bed annex essentially. However, they checked into the four bed house, and there's a few strange things because one, they probably should have clocked that it wasn't that. Um, they're probably thinking, get in. Yeah, I know. They're just like, 
quadruple upgraded. So I'm instantly like, oh no, oh, you're no. going to you're gonna have to downgrade <laughs> them to from what they think is a four bed property to a, to a one bed. <laughs> um, but also another strange thing is because the cleaners went in and said, oh, they're, they're still there, moved out. I rang the previous guests and they're like, no, we checked out at 7am. So they must have checked in to a property that wasn't clean as well. Yeah, not so I'm so hoping anything. it did become quite apparent to them. But, but they also must have checked in super early as well because it's mm. like 12 o'clock. Obviously, check-ins not until three o'clock. Um, but yeah, so that's not the first time I've had that happen, believe it or not. In that property? Not That's the first time I've had it happen at that property, but it's happened at our apartments in Bristol as well. Oh, they're next to each other they're as well, though, on, they? on top of each other, yeah. It has happened there. And again, I'm not sure how it happened there. We were just like... the little, codes are all different, you yeah, know. So. We were little, like, inspector morses, weren't we? Ringing the previous guests, ringing the new ones, going, someone's got to move. Who's what? They were both really nice, though, weren't they, the people we were dealing with, luckily? Yeah, yeah, fortunately, exactly. And it was, it was a smooth transition. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time now, obviously, to sort and find out what's going on, and then have to re-instruct the cleaners yeah, to go, go back, back at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, so, funny. <laughs> all sorted, all sorted. <laughs> all sorted, but... Yeah. All, all in the day. <laughs> but anyway, that rolls really nicely onto our topic of the week um, this week, which is all about cleaners and how to set up a clean team, how to manage a clean team. So we're going to roll back to the start days again. Ed, I'm going to jog your brain back from two and a half years ago. What was the first steps for you when you were setting up a clean team? Like, Obviously, you'd, you'd got your first property, going back through the story that we've we've been through. Yeah. What was the first thing you did? What were you thinking? Did you have someone in mind? Yeah, I think, first of all, you say roll back two and a half years. Don't forget this is an ongoing yeah, of operation. Yeah, course, but I'm thinking for I only you, have to roll back a couple of months. For you first, when you first set up. Yeah, okay. My system has, has been the same, though, really, a couple of tweaks. But, um, you know, we had to do it not, long, not too long ago when our Somerset housekeeper said they were, they were leaving us. We had to onboard a new team there. So it was the same thing. Um but yeah, it's really cool. So what I do is, first of all, I go onto a website called Bark. Um, use that a little bit less so now because I've changed the interface and um, it can be quite spammy from what I remember a few months ago. But I went onto Bark, put the work, put post an advert they were looking for a housekeeper to do SA cleans, etc., etc. One thing I really advise people need to need to do is set the standard from the off not the standard but be very clear on what you need and what you want because if you try and onboard a normal cleaner and try and integrate them with what you need for to run a SA business they're not going to be prepared for that it's not going to work so you need to say that I first of all specify I make a a very good point that I say I want a housekeeper and not a cleaner um, because they'll need to be in charge of ideally um Light maintenance, linen, light net, light maintenance. They need to leave the product, the property, as staged, found in a manner that is on board with the the product and and your branding that you want to set right. Um, and they also need to be prepared to last minute bookings call outs and stuff as well. Yeah, potential call outs if it's going just sort something easier. We rely on our housekeeping team a lot to do lot to do that. Um, manage the linen. Yeah. Wash, clean, dry. Use systems. Iron the linen. Yeah, be IT. Just knowing it's a clean every Tuesday. Applications, yeah. Communications. All cleans need to be between nine and three. Right. Sometimes it's early check-ins, late check-ins. 
sometimes a lot can change um, so there's a lot that you need to ensure that they know what they're getting into because the last thing you want to do is onboard someone and then you know two three four weeks later they say oh this is just too much for me mm. um, because that would be really frustrating because it you know, it's, it's, it's time intensive and to set people up and get them on the right track. But so first of all, be very clear of what you want. Um, say you specifically need a housekeeper and what that entails. Um, that's what I do. You will get a lot of requiries. So I post it on Bark, sorry. And I also post it on local Facebook pages now, um, which tends to be a lot better for me, if I'm being honest. Um, and also give it a Google and see what's, see what's there and um, contact teams or businesses who, who you deem that might be applicable as well um, so that's what I do I end up getting a lot of calls back a lot of junk um, I send them out like a blank I guess a template it's almost like some interview questions that they can reply over over messenger text email um, and then you know configure it um, whittle it down to maybe three five cleaning teams um, and then jump on a phone call with them see again whittle it down to maybe a, a couple two or three and then that is when I would meet ask them to meet me at the property um, previously it used to be on the Sunday because I used to go set up on the Friday Saturday and finish it on a Sunday uh, have the housekeepers come and meet me on the Sunday show them around the particular property in question um, just relay what we'd need show them where stuff might be stored you know this would be a lockbox code for you guys where um, supply packs top-up inventory stock would be, um, and then get a feel for them as a person, see what they want, and see if you think you could click. One thing I'd like to do is build up quite a, uh, a close relationship with our housekeeping teams because they are the life and soul of the business, mm -hmm. really. Super important. The, the biggest cog in your SA machine is, is your housekeepers. Um, so it's not something that should be treated lightheartedly and because it is super important and they can make your life um, yeah, easy, or, easy or, or the opposite the opposite yeah um, so just to further expand on what you want guys or what you should think what I want anyway is I don't want to rely on a single point of contact so I don't want to just a person that might be fine at the start but you need to be asking them goals like do you plan to grow because if you go from one to ten SA units in a particular area like we have in multiple areas you need a team that is willing to grow like one housekeeper is not going to be able to take on that workload also obviously if they're inevitably sick or on holiday you need cover and it's not something you want to be implementing you want to make sure that it's just sorted so for me ideally about a team of three is is perfect um, you can rotate between them it's small enough to build I guess some personal report with and they're not massive businesses with big overheads, so they're still priced very competitively. Um, so I think for me, a small team is what you want. Um, and you also need to make sure they're happy to... Well, your linen procedures might be different, but for us, ideally, I want the housekeepers to be in charge of the linen. Um, so there's less moving parts going on at any given time, because that can be frustrating. If you've got a separate linen company, you need to almost keep an eye on two companies instead of one. So you need to be mindful of that. How do you monitor the, the work and their standards and all that? How do you deal with complaints if people are saying it's not clean? What, what would you generally do? Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to put it bluntly, if it's reviews or messages, we, we send them, send that to the housekeeping team. Um, and that happens, you know, that happens quite a lot. 
Um, we expect them to be dealt with there and then. It depends what the complaint is because they're quite complex and varying. Um, it might be the fact that there's not enough towels left out. You know, we get that a lot, don't we? Or mm. stuff like that. Or there's there's no hand soap. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So he used to, went through a period of toilet roll for some reason. <laughs> that was really frustrating. I was like, guys, I'll just order loads and keep it at the property. You just need to put it out. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you do with keeping them stocked? That was one of my yeah, things, like tea, coffee. Yeah, we... I we stock up everything from Amazon, so I have it delivered. They they let me know when they need it, and it's sent to the property, kept on site. So there really is no excuse really for not putting it out. But things do get missed, guys. Housekeepers are only human. That is one thing I will say. They're only human, and they're doing a tough job. If they're doing lots of property yeah. changeovers for you, it is tough to do it to a high standard repeatedly and repetitively. So don't go all that bullish and horrible to them. Give cut them some slack, but at the same time you need to know that they are representing your brand and your business so they you know it's there's a balance mm. <laughs> there's a balance and we have group chats don't we i mean our cleaners are all like they're like gold dust aren't they we've actually got a really good team in every single area mm-hmm. um but just like a useful tip we have whatsapp chats with them don't we so we've got like me you naya who obviously helps with all the online and the customer side and then we've got all the cleaners in it as well um, so they're like popping off all the time, aren't they? With just little queries and checks, check-ins and... This is it. Um, comms. Which is very helpful. Yeah, communication. Which comms is massive, yeah. Just just to confirm bits or go in between. It's very ha- yeah. useful and helpful. Um, we're not going to talk about how to integrate your cleaners with like apps and booking systems because we're going to do a whole episode on kind of booking systems and how that works. Um, so we won't touch on that today, but that will be included in another episode just so you can see how we kind of manage the cleans and how they know where they're going and everything is there anything else you'd like to add about cleaners i think you covered a lot of my questions in your your first bit <laughs> I, I, was, I was giving you evils like shut up <laughs> oh dang i'm sorry um, but yeah anything else you think you've missed out i don't I think, think it's so. just the, the main thing like you said is just being really clear with them to start with isn't it what's expected and what you need from them yeah be really clear um yeah i mean i just i just I'm not going to go on another rant and say everything I said in that first long-winded <laughs> chat, but there's, there's a lot to it and it's super important. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. That's what I look out for. Um, but, you know, I've seen other interesting situations, scenarios and arrangements where people incentivise their cleaners. It's not something yeah, we do, we've... but something that we yeah. should certainly look at and think about doing. Because one thing to be mindful of is, for me, I have noticed that around... Again, for me, 12 to 18 months of working with people, they start to lose that flair and motivation Mm. that they once had. Um, And things can become tricky. You know, we've we've had two housekeeping teams leave us that were very significant and prevalent to us. So that was that was tough. But again, you just rinse and repeat and uh, go again. We move. We move. Anyway, we are going to move because we normally <laughs> normally we have we record this in the weekday, but we're doing it on Sunday morning today, and uh, we're going to a smash room, aren't we? Which was Rage a Christmas room. present, yeah. Which I think we just smash TVs up and stuff. It'd be like setting up an Airbnb, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> it could we're, be a li- guest. we're literally paying to be. Yes. Could be a guest for the day. <laughs> so we'll let you know how how that is. I'm sure we'll put some Instagram stories up today. Um, But have a lovely week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, as always. Yeah, cool. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your week. And Podcast 50, special code for 50% off Ed JSA Day. 
below in the description. Bye! Bye!